let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. Lieutenant Hiru Onoda of the Japanese Imperial Army crept through the jungle, silently watching for enemy soldiers. He kept his rifle loaded and ready, always on guard against enemy troops that were searching for him. He was the only surviving member of his regiment, and so he had to be very careful. He would come out at night to search for food and then sneak back into the jungle before dawn to hide in the hills and caves. Lieutenant Onodo became so good at hiding that he was able to escape being discovered for many months. But there was only one problem with this fact. A few months after Lieutenant Onoda started hiding in the jungle, the leaders of his nation of Japan signed a peace treaty ending World War II. All the other soldiers laid down their weapons. The armies stopped fighting. The war was over and peace had come. But Lieutenant Onoda didn't know that. So he kept hiding in the jungle. His army commanders attempted to contact Onoda, but all to no avail. They left messages in the jungle proclaiming the end of the war. But Onoda didn't believe the messages. He thought it was the enemy trying to trick him to come out of hiding so that they could capture him. The government sent messengers into the jungle calling for Onoda, Onoda, Onoda but he refused to meet them and he refused to surrender. He refused to believe that peace had come. So for 29 years, 29 years, Lieutenant Onoda remained hiding in the jungle. Peace had come to the whole world, but there was no peace for this one soldier. He could have been free. He could have gone home. He could have married and had a family. If he would have laid down his rifle, he could have walked out of the jungle. But for 29 years, he remained in hiding because he refused to accept that peace had come. The sad but true story of Lieutenant Hiru Onoda is a lesson for all of us today. You see, when Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, he came to bring peace to the earth. He came so that all men and all women could have peace in life, peace with God and peace with others. That's why the angels loudly proclaimed peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Yet sadly, most people today have not experienced the peace that Jesus brings. In fact, there are millions of souls today that are in the same condition as Lieutenant Onoda. The war is over. Jesus has conquered the enemy, yet millions of souls remain hiding in fear, in bondage to sin, all because they have not accepted the truth. But the good news for all of us today is that we can experience the peace of God in our hearts right now. We don't need to wait any longer. We don't need to hide in fear or live in doubt or suffer in silence. We can have peace, real, lasting peace, when we understand the promise of peace through Jesus.
That's the message in our sermon today. We're going to discover the powerful truth about the promise of peace that Jesus brings to our hearts when we yield our lives to him. But before we learn more, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to be the Prince of Peace, to rule and reign in our hearts. We thank you, Almighty God, that you've come to deliver us from fear, worry, doubt, and suffering in silence. Today I ask you to open our hearts and minds. Give us revelation of your peace. Come and fill us with the knowledge and the understanding of the promise of peace that is ours at Christmas. We submit to you now. We bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to minister peace light, and love to our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine, pray along with me, put your hand on your chest and say out loud, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, manifest your glory in me, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Truth For Today. A very Merry Christmas to each and everyone watching or listening right now. I don't know about you, but Christmas is one of the very favorite times of year for me and my family. I love all the wonder of this time when we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I'll be frank, as much as I love Christmas, there's one thing about this time of year I don't like, the traffic. Why is it that every year the traffic is always the worst at Christmas? And the other thing I don't like are the prices. Everything becomes dear because of Christmas. If you complain about the high price, the seller in the market will say, "Ah, because of Christmas. Ah, What does the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago have to do with the price of rice at Medina Market in 2023? It seems people are so busy, so money-minded. You go into some stores and everyone's mean. They're squeezing face. No one greets. Everybody's busy buying and selling. And I think to myself, what are we actually celebrating? Where's the peace? Where's the joy? Where's the love? Well, if you've been wondering the same thing, then you've come to the right place today. We're on a mission to find the peace and joy of Christmas. We need to know exactly what it is we're celebrating. And the good news is, the true Christmas has nothing to do with traffic and nothing to do with high prices and the hustle and bustle of parties and events. Christmas has nothing to do with busyness or business. The true meaning of Christmas is a celebration of peace. For you see, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And when he came to be born on earth, he brought peace to this earth. So let's all take a deep breath, forget about all the activities, the traffic, and the prices, and let's discover the promise of peace today. Our sermon notes are a good place to start. You can download the sermon notes for free and the daily devotional from my website and my social media pages. I invite you to take out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover three truths about the promise of peace and how it comes to us through Christmas. We'll begin today by reading the Christmas story found in Luke 2, 8 to 20. Now receive the word of the Lord. 
That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him. You will find him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' message and their story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I'm sure you're familiar with this world-famous story about the birth of Jesus, but today I want us to all dig deeper to find the meaning of Christmas hidden in this text. Today, let's discover three truths about the promise of peace. And here's your first truth today. God's peace overcomes circumstances. If you've ever heard the Christmas story, you must be familiar with this famous passage from Luke 2.14. There are shepherds in the fields, and suddenly a host of angels appear and proclaim, glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. But how many of us have actually stopped to think about what this must have meant to the shepherds themselves? The Bible says they were terrified. It was one thing to hear the message of peace, but it was an entirely different thing for them to believe the message. For you see, when the angels proclaimed peace on earth, there was no instant dramatic change in their circumstances. The Romans still ruled with an iron fist. The Jewish leaders still practiced hypocritical and judgmental religion. There were still wars on earth, divorce in homes, and fights among men. So how could the angels proclaim peace on earth? And many of us today might be tempted to react the same way right now. How can you believe in peace on earth when the world is filled with war? How can we talk about peace when human relationships are filled with strife? And it seems everywhere you look in the world today, there's strife, conflict, disagreement, anger, hatred, upheaval. How can we seriously believe in peace on earth? But here's the truth what the angels proclaimed. The peace Jesus brings defies circumstances. It overcomes situations. It's not bound by the value of our currency. It's not bound by the outcome of the war in the Middle East or the situation on our streets. The peace Jesus brings is not 
tied to your medical report or the lawyer's report or the bank statement. The peace that Jesus brings passes all understanding. And that's the peace we must allow to rule in our hearts and minds. You can find peace even in the middle of difficult circumstances, adversity and testing, when you have the prince of peace in your heart. That's why 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times. Somebody say at all times. And in every situation, somebody say in every situation, the Lord be with you all. Did you get that? God says you can have peace at all times. You can have peace in every situation. You can have peace no matter what you're facing. You can have peace because you serve a God of peace. And that's the reason he came. You can have peace at all times. He's the reason for the season. And Jesus is the reason for our peace. Ephesians 2.14 says Jesus is our peace. Isaiah 9.6 tells us he's not just peace. He's the prince of peace. Judges 6.24 tells us that one of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Hebrews 13 20 says, God is the God of peace. Somebody shout peace. And you can have peace in every situation when you have God inside you, you have peace. You've got the Prince of Peace, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace living inside of you. When you face a bad report at the doctor, you've still got God and you've still got peace. When you face a bill you cannot pay, you've still got God and you've still got peace. When your husband says he wants to walk away, you've still got God and you've still got peace. When the landlord says you cannot stay, you've still got God and you've still got peace. When the boss tells you to go away, you've still got God and you've still got peace because your peace is not decided by man. The outcome of men's decision does not decide determine your peace. You can have peace no matter what anybody says when you have the prince of peace in your heart. And the good news for all of us is that God is still on the throne. Your success, your future, your new year, your well-being, your marriage, your finances are not in the hands of man. They're in the hands of God. After all, the true power in this world is not with men, but with God. For 2 Chronicles 20 verse 6 says, O Lord, you alone, somebody say alone, you alone are the God who's in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. And true peace comes when we follow Jesus Christ. That's the good news of Christmas, peace on earth. Because Jesus came to dwell with us, we can have peace at all times. Christmas means I can live in peace in every circumstance of life. And I know what some of you may be thinking right now. You may say, well, I don't feel like it. It doesn't seem like it. If you knew what I was passing through, you wouldn't say that. And because you don't feel peaceful, you're confused. But listen, friends, peace is not the absence of trouble. It's calm in the midst of trouble. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to rise above fear. And when you yield your heart to the Prince of Peace, his peace will dominate your life. For Philippians 4, 7 says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. 
His peace exceeds human understanding. His peace goes beyond human reasoning. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind, but you can have peace when things are falling apart. It doesn't seem reasonable, but you can have peace when your husband walks out, when your kids go astray, when the job doesn't work out, because God's peace is not dependent on circumstances. That's the lesson I learned many years ago when my wife and I and our two young children were living in Delta State, Nigeria. When our son Richard was just a few months old, we needed to take him for his childhood vaccinations. So we traveled to the Eku Baptist Hospital in Eku Delta State. And there I held him in my arms as we waited for him to be attended to by the doctor. But when we got there, the place was full of patience. There was a lot of noise and commotion, and the wait dragged on for a long time. I was holding my son, and I began to fear that perhaps the tension around him would affect him, and he would start crying. Suddenly, before I knew it, a fight broke out amongst some people. The patients and the staff were yelling and shouting, and I said to myself, oh, my son will never be able to sleep in the middle of this confusion. But then I glanced down at him, and to my shock and surprise, my little baby boy was sleeping. He was not aware of the tension around him. He was not aware of the confusion around him. He was not aware of the trouble around him. He was resting in his father's arms. And as I looked down at my baby boy, the Holy Spirit said to me, why shouldn't he be at peace? He's in his father's arms. In his father's arms, he was not afraid. In his father's arms, my son was at peace. In his father's arms, he was safe. And reality to him was not the fighting, the noise, the delay, and the heat. The reality to him was the father held him. He didn't notice the trouble or the sickness or the tension. He was at peace in his father's arms. And the same thing is true for you today. You will find peace when you focus on the reality of God, not the troubles of the world. For Deuteronomy 33, 27 says, The eternal God is your refuge, and his everlasting arms are under you. And all those who find peace at Christmas find it by looking at God's great gift. If you want peace, you won't find it in the market or at Accra Mall. You won't find peace at parties and celebrations. You won't find peace in the hustle and bustle and the traffic. You won't find peace in the arms of a new boyfriend or in a new job or in a new house or in a new dress. You will only find peace in your father's arms. But here's the problem for many of us. How can we find peace in our Father's arms when we feel separated from Him by our sin? And many of us today lack peace because we feel the separation, the distance between us and God. We don't feel close to God. We feel guilty. We feel condemned uh, by all the bad things we've done. So we find ourselves hiding in the jungle when God is searching for us to bring us peace. But that brings us to the second truth about the promise of peace. God's peace overcomes my separation from God. Listen again to our text in Luke 2, 10 to 11. 
The angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, somebody say the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And the angels proclaimed peace on earth because a Savior was born. True peace comes from knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we've been saved by his grace. We no longer need to live in fear of punishment. We no longer need to fear condemnation. We no longer need to fear the presence of God. For his perfect love casts out our sin and casts out our fears. And Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Christmas means I can have peace with God through Jesus Christ. No matter what I've done, his blood can cleanse me and bring me back to God. In 1962, an American couple named Don and Carol Richardson left the United States to become missionaries in New Guinea to the Sawi people. It was one of the most difficult assignments any missionary could undertake. The Sawi still lived in isolation in the jungle. They were head-hunting cannibals. They fought within one another and killed one another mercilessly. And their culture was very, very different from Don and Carol Richardson. Yet this missionary couple attempted to share Christ with them. And so they came to live amongst the Sawi people. Now, the Sawis were so fascinated by these strange-looking white people and their odd customs and food that two different Sawi tribes decided to come and live close to them. And so one lived on one side of their home and the other lived on the other. But in spite of this and in spite of the fact that Don and Carol preached to them, these people refused to change. They had 14 civil wars counted right outside their home. These two clans were fighting, killing one another. And eventually, Don and Carol decided it was time to leave. They would leave New Guinea and go back to America. But when they announced their departure to the Sawi people, they were surprised at their reaction. This is what they said. If you stay with us, we promise we will make peace with one another in the morning. Now, Don and Carol had no idea how they could make peace with one another after years and generations of war, but they decided to wait. And the next morning when they woke, they saw an amazing ritual. They had never seen it before. The two clans were lined up outside their houses, one on one side of a clearing, the other tribe on the other side. Finally, as they stood in tension, and anticipation. As Don and Carol Richardson watched, uh, one man ran into his house. He grabbed his little baby boy and began to run across the clearing, a run across the open space to the enemy tribe. His expression betrayed agony. His wife ran after him screaming, no, no, give me my baby. But the husband would not stop. He ran with all of his might across the clearing. And when he got to his enemy, he presented his son to them. Plead the peace, child, for me, he said. I give you my son, and I give you my name. 
Then someone from that enemy tribe rushed into his hut, grabbed his little baby boy, and started running across the clearing to the other tribe. The wife ran after him. No, no, give me my baby. The man's face was filled with agony, but he got to the other side and said, I plead the peace child. I give you my son. And Don and Carol Richardson learned the amazing truth about the Sawi people. Any war could end. Any conflict could be settled when each side gave their son to the other. As long as those two sons were alive, there would always be peace between the two tribes. If one of the sons died, then all hell would break loose. War, cannibalism, murder would return. But as long as these two tribes kept the peace child alive and well, they could live at peace with one another. While this amazing scene unfolded, Don Richardson suddenly realized that here was the picture, the illustration of what God had done for us. So the next time when the Sawis gathered, he preached to them about the perfect peace child, Jesus Christ. He told the Sawi people how God sent his son and gave us a peace child. He told them that if they kept the peace child alive in their hearts, they would always have peace with God. He would forgive them and give them new life. Eventually, thousands and thousands of Sawi people became followers of Jesus. And several years later, on Christmas Day, hundreds of Sawi gathered from every clan, clans that had fought and killed one another. They gathered for a feast for the first time in history. A Sawi preacher stood up and read Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. A celebration was held. Salvation had come. And peace filled the land of the Sawi because of Jesus. And the good news for all of us today is that this same peace child has come to us. He's Jesus. He came to us more than 2,000 years ago, born in a manger in Bethlehem to bring peace on earth. God sent us a peace child so that through him we might be reconciled to God. And as long as we keep Christ alive in our hearts, as long as we welcome the peace child in us, we have peace with God. As long as we cherish this gift, we will be in right relationship with the Father. And the good news is, not just that he came, but that he came in such a way so that everyone can find him. In our text in Luke 2, the angels said to the shepherds, you will find him. And the truth is that all who seek him will find him. This promise is not just for the wise men or the shepherds. The invitation to find Christ on this Christmas is open to every one of us. It's available to you. It's an invitation to all. It's a promise of peace. God will be found. Salvation will be given. Peace will prevail. For Colossians 1.20 says, And through him, that is Jesus, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And when we find peace with God, we can find peace with one another. 
And that's our third truth about the promise of peace. God's peace overcomes my separation from others. See, God's peace not only overcomes your circumstances. It not only overcomes your separation from God. It overcomes even the distance you have in your human relationships. It's not just peace for you as an individual. His goal is that peace will unite all of us together in Christ. You see, Christmas was never meant to be celebrated alone. The angels did not appear to one individual. They appeared to a host of shepherds. The whole host of heaven proclaimed it. That's why Luke 2, 15 and 17 tells us, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. The shepherds went as a group and celebrated as a group. They were told as a group. And later they went and shared the good news with others because God's good news of peace is meant to be shared. It's meant for everyone. It's a message that will bring great joy to all people. And when you and I celebrate Christ's birth, we must have this same heart and mind. Share the good news. Be reconciled with your fellow man. Let the peace that fills your heart this Christmas extend to those around you. For Christmas is a time of reconciliation. It's a time of making peace with God and others. It's a great way to end the year, forgiving those who have wronged you and being restored to fellowship with others. For Christ came to bring peace to all men everywhere. For Ephesians 2 says, Christ himself has brought peace to us. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles, between Israel and Hamas, by creating in himself one new people from the true groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Christmas means I can have peace with others. And this is a time for you to be healed and reconciled. This is a time to lay aside your complaints, your unhappiness, your arguments, and have peace. If you feel angry today because things were said or done to you this past year, it's time to put those down and forgive and forget. That's the lesson we learn from the story of the Jesus store. Once, many Christmases ago, a woman named Martha was feeling very stressed. Her life was so busy and so stressful. She was actually becoming ill from all the worry and rushing. And to make matters worse, there was no peace anywhere in her life. She and her husband were constantly quarreling. She was at odds with her children. Her mother was not speaking to her. And there was tension everywhere at work. Everywhere she looked, there were problems in her relationships, in her job, in her life. Martha became so weary, she even thought about giving up on life. But then one day, she went to a craw mall to do some last-minute Christmas shopping. And as she was going through the mall, she discovered a store she had not seen before. She decided to go in and see what was there. But to her surprise, when she got into the store, she saw a man who looked just like Jesus. He had long hair and a beard and piercing eyes. He was gentle and kind, and he looked just like the picture of Jesus you'll see in a Bible or in a church. 
So Martha went up to him and said, excuse me, but I can't help notice that you look a lot like Jesus. Are you by any chance Jesus? Why, yes, I am, Jesus replied. This is the Jesus store, and I'm here to serve you. Martha's jaw dropped open. She was so surprised. She had no idea there was something like a Jesus store. And to think that Jesus himself was there to serve her, her heart began pounding with happiness. Then Jesus said, please take a look around and see what I have to offer. When you find something you want, bring it to the counter and I'll help you get it. Martha was in a daze as she walked up and down the aisle looking at all the products. She saw so many things she wanted. There was peace at work, a peaceful and happy home, a peaceful relationship with her mother and children. Why, everywhere she looked, there was something Martha needed. So she made her selections with great anticipation, and she carried them to the counter where Jesus was waiting. Here, Jesus, Martha said, I've made my selections. Can you please give these to me? Her whole basket was filled with things that would bring peace in every area of life. Jesus smiled and took the basket from Martha. I'd be glad to give these things to you, Martha, Jesus said. Then Jesus reached under the counter and placed some packages on the shelf. Martha looked excitedly at what Jesus offered her. But her joy soon turned to confusion. For when she carefully examined the packages Jesus gave her, she realized they were packages of seeds. Seeds. Jesus, I don't understand, Martha said. I wanted peace, but all you've given me is packages of seeds. What good are these seeds? And how in the world will they bring peace to my relationships? Then Jesus looked at Martha. And his gaze pierced her soul. I've come to bring peace on earth, Jesus said. But you have to plant the seeds I give you and tend to them. It's up to you to take what I've done and plant peace in your heart. Water the peace. Nurture the peace. And when you do, you'll reap a harvest of peace in every area of life. But you see, friends, peace has come to earth in the person of Jesus. But for that peace to spread to the world, it's up to you and me. We have to let his peace take root in our hearts. We have to act in peace and live in peace and talk in peace and pursue peace so that his peace can grow and blossom through us. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Jesus brings peace but you have to make the effort to share that peace. And that's the true meaning of Christmas. It's a celebration of the peace child coming down from heaven to end our separation from God. It's the entrance of peace into the whole world by the entrance of the Prince of Peace into our hearts. And because his peace rules inside our hearts, there can be peace among men, all men, everywhere. Peace on earth, peace for all. Today, God offers that peace to you. It's a peace that overcomes circumstances and calms us even in the storm. It's a peace that overcomes our sin and separation from God and brings us near to him. And it's a peace that shatters the barriers that separate us from others, bringing us together in his love. That's the promise of peace this Christmas. Would you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, 
We thank you for bringing your son, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to our hearts. Lord, I ask today for everyone watching and listening, give us an open heart to receive you. Give us a hunger for you. Give us a humility to confess we need you. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Come into our hearts and bring your peace. Give us the courage and the grace to nurture that peace and to let it grow in our lives, to share it with others, to be your instrument to bring the promise of peace to our world. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, my friends, on this beautiful Christmas season, if God has spoken to you through this message and you want God's peace in your life, just send me a message today. You can write a comment on my Facebook page or send me a direct message. We're here to pray with you, to encourage you, and to help you experience peace, not just at Christmas, but throughout your entire life. It's possible for you when you welcome the Prince of Peace and when you nurture the seeds of peace he plants in your heart. May God richly bless you as you welcome him this Christmas. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we will like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.